You're listening to the Bad Ash Podcast, where leaving your life at the door is a thing of the past. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to have real and raw conversations that will encourage, motivate, and help you up-level into the best version of yourself and your business. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the Bad Ash Podcast. Today, I am so excited. We are joined by Sloan, and Sloan is a food freedom coach and holistic wellness expert. Welcome to the Bad Ash Podcast. If you want to, can you give us a little introduction beyond what I just said? Totally. Yes. Okay. I'm so happy to be here, Ashley, and so excited that we get to do this together. So yes, I live in Miami Beach. I coach women on healing their relationships with food as well as so many other things so that they can eat with love and intuition, really have food freedom as well as live with love and intuition. So whether I'm coaching someone on, you know, how to stop dieting or how to stop binge eating or how to manifest or how to love their bodies again, everything that I do is really rooted in both science and spirituality, which is the secret sauce. So that is who I am and what I do. Perfect. So the people that you normally work with, do they come from all walks of life? Do you see kind of patterns in the people that you serve or? So there is one really cool pattern that I started noticing, especially this year, which is that around a third of the women that come to me are like 30% are service providers, especially in the healthcare field. Oh, like nurses and stuff like that? Exactly. So, but also like outside of that, just people who are really caring, who who take care of other people. I've got a couple of people in the beauty industry too. And Mm -hmm. so it's nurses, it's therapists, it's teachers. So those women are, you know, giving, 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 and they're not taking care of themselves. So that's the biggest pattern that I see. But aside from that, I also have worked with men and do work with men, but it's mainly women, you know, ages 18 up to 65, I think was the oldest client I had. And it's been on five continents, like truly around the world. And I'm curious if you find the same thing, like as a coach that, especially Mm -hmm. the international community, because for me, that's like 40%. They, yeah, like they don't have coaches in Europe. It seems like, right. Or maybe it's because of the healthcare system. It's Mm -hmm. mostly doctors and they have to wait a long time even to get an appointment with the therapist. Sometimes they have to wait a long time. So they're so excited to find like a coach that they can work with Mm. immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So it's really interesting. I have some people from Canada, but I've never gone to a different okay so i think that they see what we're doing down here yes yeah it's a little different but that's so awesome that it's worldwide and the movement to create food freedom is just so cool so for my listeners that may not know what food freedom is or they haven't really heard about this before where should they start what advice would you give them Yeah. So I like to differentiate between food freedom and eating with love and intuition Mm -hmm. because food freedom to me is a little bit broader. It's like, there's no dieting, there's no restriction going on. There's no rules. You're able to eat freely, eat whatever you want. 
And some people are doing that, but they're not entirely eating with love and intuition. So for me, eating with love and intuition means making choices that are loving for your holistic body, your physical, mental, and your soul body, and using your intuition to make those decisions. So let's say someone has food freedom and they're choosing to eat fast food every single day, or maybe they have food freedom, they don't care, but they're only drinking coffee for breakfast and lunch and you know, just having dinner because they're so rushed and they have food freedom. That is fine if that genuinely feels like what you want and I'm not here to judge. However, your physical body likely is not asking for fast food every day. It's likely not asking for caffeine as a meal replacement. So you can have food freedom and not be eating with love and intuition. If you are eating with love and intuition, you do have food freedom. So that's how we get to differentiate it. And some people listening might be realizing, oh, okay, maybe I do have food freedom, but I'm not really deeply in touch with or in tune with my body. And then there are some people listening who have been stuck in the diet culture and the yo-yo back and forth fad diets. And they're like, all right, I've got neither, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So where we start then is first understanding where the different like rules and restrictions and what the shoulds, the what ifs, where is that coming from beyond just diet culture? I really believe it's not actually even about the food at the end of the day. That's kind of the surface level way that really those deeper subconscious limiting beliefs come through, whether it's around perfectionism or control or lovability, self-love. Those are really the roots that we actually want to start with. And that's why this actually becomes a lot bigger than just food because if the root of your food issues is around control and then you're able to heal that and heal your food, then maybe you also heal the places where in your career you are too highly controlled and too fearful. So it gets to trickle into every other area of life too. Yeah. That's so beautiful because like our food is what nourishes us. It's what makes up us. So if we're being mindful and eating with intuition and love, then we can create more from within. And I think that that's beautiful. Also, one theme that may come up is, or maybe you have seen this come up is kind of like childhood. What we watched growing up could be what we are subconsciously struggling with, even if we didn't even know that there was a problem. Like I know for me, I had this realization a while ago because I used to be like, oh, okay, I'm limiting my food. I'm limiting this. I'm not doing this. I would, you know, try a diet, try that. And then I thought back to my my childhood and I was like, I never saw my mom not on a diet. Mm. And then I was like, just mind blown. And I was like, okay, so I'm not on a diet. If I'm going to choose to switch my lifestyle, it's switching my lifestyle and I'm eating more of what my body nourishment needs and more of what my body desires than eating from a place of restriction. And I think that that was a huge realization for me. And I followed you ever since me and Sloan actually connected through a coach. And so I followed you through that. And I feel like I've learned so much, even just from your free content, like you're creating amazing things that are really going to like change people's lives. And so I'm so excited that I got to have you on and spread this message. 
because the beauty industry, the food habits are messed up. <laughs> like Sloan said, caffeine is not a meal replacement. And that's basically what hairstylists preach is don't eat, don't take care of yourself, don't take care of your body, drink coffee, you'll survive just fine. And then hairstylists will go home and eat their entire day's worth of calories in 20 minutes. And if someone who's listening to this is currently struggling with this, first of all, you're not alone, but Sloan, what would you, what would your biggest advice be to the service providers who maybe they are in an area where they can take lunch or how would they mindfully eat throughout the day when they're constantly go, 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 go. Yeah. So first about the childhood stuff, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I just kept talking. (laughs) No, I love it. And this is such a good question. So I think there's multiple things. I always like to root the advice in science so that Mm -hmm. your logical brain is satisfied. So I'll just give you cliff notes about why just drinking coffee is not good. And even skipping breakfast because Mm. intermittent fasting is super big right now. And if you have female hormones, like if you have estrogen and progesterone in your body, intermittent fasting likely is not going to be very supportive for you because cortisol wakes you up, melatonin puts you to sleep. So if you have cortisol to wake you up and then you're bumping that almost like adrenaline up with caffeine and that's it, then your adrenal glands get fried and you need food to basically just stabilize your blood sugar in the morning and stabilize your cortisol and stabilize your hormones. And your cortisol is very closely linked to your reproductive hormones. So if that's spiking, it can really mess up your cycle and give you other symptoms, right? Related to like PMS because you're skipping breakfast or because you're skipping meals. So you need to eat. Now, if you're saying, okay, but logistically, how do I do that? I would say there's a couple ideas. One is doing a little bit of meal prepping. So I like to prep components instead of entire meals if possible, because if I'm prepping, you know, one meal, like it's this, let's say salad rice bowl. Okay. And I'm saying, I'm going to have this bowl every day, Monday through Thursday this week. And it's Sunday night. Well, on Sunday night, how do you know what you're going to be in the mood for on Thursday at 1 PM? You -hmm. just can't know. So that's part of eating with love and intuition, using your intuition, but also using logic. You get to use both. So if you can give yourself some options, like I will bring this salad, rice bowl, whatever, and I'm going to have a snack and the snacks can either be carrots and hummus, or it can be celery and peanut butter. And I'll probably just need one, but I'm going to bring both so that in the moment you get to intuitively choose and decide. And then whichever one you don't eat, maybe you can save that for tomorrow or bring it home with you. So doing some meal prep so that it's very easy and accessible to eat. You can even meal prep breakfast. So you can make this, you can make a smoothie the night before. And as long as it's sealed in like a mason jar or just kept in your blender and put it in the fridge, it won't get brown. You can prep overnight oats, which is really great on the go breakfast. Ideally, I would love for everyone to eat, you know, at a table and take some deep breaths. But if you've got to eat in the car, like I would rather you eat and focus on that. 
I also love making energy balls, which are great little snacks for any time of time, especially if you use one of my recipes or something you find online that has, you know, oats as a base for some good carbs. And then you've got protein powder in there perhaps. And then you've got some nuts for fats. And then maybe you add chia seeds and flax seeds. It is a true complete snack. So access is really big. And then Mm -hmm. on the spiritual side, it's like you deserve it. You deserve Mm -hmm. to feel good, right? By not eating, you're honestly self-sabotaging because don't you think that if you had fuel, you would show up better for your clients and for the people in the chair? 100%. Right. I would think so. Mm -hmm. So that's where the spirituality comes in for me, like the abundance mindset and the self-worth piece. Like you deserve to put yourself first and to prioritize yourself because if you're worried about your clients, your patients, your students, don't you want them to get the best version of you? It's almost unfair for you to not take care of yourself. 100%. And I think that that's beautiful like boundary that you can create is putting yourself first and choosing yourself every single day. And especially starting with the food that you put in your body. Like I know for me doing hair, I have since being my own boss for almost three years now, I've set the very clear boundary to my clients that while you process, I'm, I'm not sitting in the salon with you. I'm not sitting there talking to you because that is my time to go eat and to go grab a snack, to drink water, to do everything. And I think that, well, first of all, setting boundaries for people can be scary. Setting boundaries, especially when it's setting a boundary to put yourself first can be scary. And even like for me, I don't have the same meal times every day, but I every single day eat at work. Mm-hmm. Every single day I eat a snack and I eat a meal. Because I know that I truly know that if I don't fuel my body, I get shaky. And I actually went without coffee for almost a year and just did like tea and stuff like that because I was so dependent on it. And my naturopath, I go to a naturopath, get all my levels tested, take a bunch of supplements and stuff like that. And what Sloan was talking about with the adrenal glands, my adrenals were heavily fatigued. And even with me taking off a year on coffee, I still had caffeine occasionally, but I wasn't reliant on it by any means. I still have to be on adrenal support supplements because I was a victim of the hairstylist mentality. Oh, I'm going to get a quad shot espresso and not eat breakfast and stuff like that. Oh no, it was awful. And the thing is I got pushed into the industry, I was 17 working in a salon and that's what I was putting my body through. And it left me with so many hormone issues so much that I have been working closely with like doing tests and all the blood tests, all the glucose, everything. And it's so important. And I wish that there had been a resource like you (laughs) for when I was just starting in the salon so that I could have learned these habits before. Do you think that like a lot of your clients have the same issues like that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And just think about like a quad shot of, I don't even drink coffee. I just don't like the taste, but I can't, that literally like makes my adrenaline shoot up Mm -hmm. just thinking about that. And 
The cool thing about nutrition and the reason why I first started studying it in school is because we get to be our own science experiment and you get Mm -hmm. to see results immediately. Like two hours ago, I was doing work. I was trying to write a newsletter and I was getting hungry. I was kind of ignoring it because I was like, I really just want to finish this newsletter. But then I started getting kind of shaky, kind of like foggy brain and I couldn't focus. I couldn't even write what I wanted to write in this newsletter. So that was a, you know, an intuitive cue for my body to go and eat lunch. And within five minutes of eating, right? Like I'm 25% of the way through my meal. I already feel more relaxed. I already feel more focused. I already feel the fogginess in my brain clearing away. So yeah, coffee, you can feel the results instantly too, but, you know, eating breakfast or, you know, having that afternoon snack, even maybe it's going out for a walk and doing some movement or getting some fresh air, you get to see the results instantly. And especially if you feel like the road to wherever you want your health to be feels like a long road. Like even for you, it's like, okay, rebuilding balance in your hormones can feel like a long road. However, I would also encourage you and everyone to think about the small instant gratification and wins that you can get every day just to continue motivating yourself. Because I hear from a lot of people like, I don't know if I can ever get there. I don't know if I can ever heal my relationship with food. I don't know if that's possible for me. It seems so far away. It seems so hard, but you can really experience wins instantly. And that should be something that you hold onto just to keep building the proof for yourself that yes, my body can feel good. Yes, my body can feel better. Yes, my body you know, is sending me cues and signals. And if you're, you know, getting your period back or getting your hormones back on track, getting your hunger cues back, getting your fullness cues back, we have to nurture those so that eventually they come back full force. Yes. That's so true. It's like the little wins, you need to acknowledge them because if you don't acknowledge them, they just become part of your everyday thing. Totally. Celebration is huge. And I think that even like if someone like I'm thinking back to like baby me in the salon, drinking my quad shot, barely eating any food. I was working as a apprentice for somebody. I was like basically an assistant. And if I had seen them carving out the time to eat lunch and if they had told me, go sit down go eat. And it was celebrated to eat how much of a different environment would have been created. And I think that if we now, like if you're in a salon now, if you can encourage the other baby stylists that are coming up to celebrate eating their food or to encourage them to take breaks like that, I think that it would be a much healthier place, not just in food wise, but emotionally too, because that creates that safety of, oh, I'm safe. I am in this human experience and I should be nourishing my body and not taking away from it. I think that that environment would be insanely cool. Oh my gosh. Same. And you mentioned fear of setting boundaries. And at first I was thinking, oh, setting boundaries maybe with clients can feel scary, but I would also think that setting a boundary with a boss 
would mm-hmm. be really scary. And I've never had For a boss. Sure. So I'm also, yeah, I've never had a boss. I'm kind of anti-authority Same. in a way. Okay. Yeah. Hashtag entrepreneurship. Yes. <laughs> but in my opinion, and this is just me and obviously it's different per person, but if your boss is not giving you breaks and then you try to set that boundary and they say no, like you shouldn't be in that position. They mm-hmm. should like, that's just unacceptable in my opinion. Now, obviously if you're like, I need the money, I cannot quit this job. Then I'm not here to tell you to quit, but I am here to tell you start looking for something else. Mm-hmm. Because if anyone is making you feel bad for nourishing your body, whether it's a boss or a teacher or a family member, they don't deserve to be in your space and be in your light because they're dimming you by mm-hmm. denying you that boundary and that self-care. I had actually completely forgotten about this, but at that salon, I had to get written manager approval to take a 30 minute lunch. What? Mm -hmm. Like you could not take a break or lunch unless like on your client books, like you have a three hour color and then a three hour color and then a three hour color. You can't add a break anywhere. If you finish early, you have to like clean the salon and stuff. And I remember like, we literally had to get manager approval to take a lunch because they just expected us to eat while we were doing services so that we could make them more money. And I was just like, oh yeah, that that was really messed up. Oh my God. It's really messed up. Wait, wouldn't it be worse and like more messed up that if you're eating while you're doing someone's hair and then like crumbs get in their hair? I mean, yeah, that for sure. Like I, now that I run my own business again, like I'm very... I don't know. I'm an Enneagram eight and I just, I can't, I can't do bosses. I can't like, I work with coaches all the time. Love coaches, love mentorship. But if someone is telling me exactly what to do, no, I'm going to do the exact opposite. And so now having this boundary in my business, I do eat lunch. And if my clients are early, they know to text me. And if I'm like, Hey, I'm eating, they won't come in. And I had one client two or three weeks ago. And I was eating my lunch, like while I was folding laundry, but I was still eating and enjoying my food. And she just walked in and she was like, Oh my gosh, I want lunch. I haven't eaten. And I was just like, (sighs) and so I'm like looking through my lunch. I'm like, okay, I've got a granola bar. I've got this. What do you want? But it's just like, that would have never happened if I was working for somebody else. And I, I'm glad that I can honor that and honor my entrepreneurial Newership <laughs> brain in that way. It's so, yeah. so powerful. Amazing. Yeah. And I would also think that, you know, not just because you're a service provider, but because you're in beauty and like all that that entails with beauty standards, did you feel like that contributed to the culture of food and eating oh, yeah. within the salon? Oh, yeah. Like the beauty industry is really messed up, especially for service providers. Like I was like, there was only a few plus size people in the salon and it's almost like looked upon. And then if we're eating, they're judging us and stuff like that. So it was very interesting, but also the beauty industry is one of those where so many people are constantly doing drugs and abusing drugs and alcohol, like on 
a daily basis, even at work. Like, luckily I was never surrounded by that. I never partook in in that, but people who can just like do drugs and then go to work and then on top of like coffee and everything. And so the beauty industry, I think has just these values that are so screwed. It's just sad to see. And I think that now more people are kind of waking up to how screwed it was and they're encouraging things that are healthy for the mind, body, soul, spirit, everything. So I'm very glad that it's stepping away from that. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It is. It is. And I also just think you get to, I feel like people sometimes think of their hair stylists or their service providers, their manicurists, their waxer as like a therapist, right? You got Mm -hmm. to talk, you get to chat. And, you know, the people that we are surrounded by have a lot of influence on us. It's not just when you're younger, like, right, parents, teachers, whatever. It's also right now the people that you're around. And so I can just imagine, like, if you get someone in your chair, you have the power to make their day better and to inspire them, especially if you're talking about their body and their Mm -hmm. hair can oftentimes contribute to body image and self-confidence. So many people get a new haircut to become more confident. And so if someone's confidence is fragile and then they're in an environment like a salon or just, you know, the beauty industry where Mm -hmm. there's even more pressure to be quote perfect and to look a certain way, Mm -hmm. like that just breaks my heart. But if you as their service provider can like inspire them to take care of themselves and find their confidence from within and all the things Mm -hmm. that could be honestly Mm life-changing. I think that's one of the most beautiful parts about this career is like, we can actually make a change in people and help their self-expression show on the outside. And it's, it is such an honor to be able to work so closely with people like that. It's really a blessing to be able to impact them in that way. I feel like it's a lot deeper than just a service. And I know that you're pretty spiritual too. We love spirituality and manifestations. Do you ever tie like self, well, you do tie self-love things into your food, but do you ever use like manifestation practices, affirmations surrounding your food? A thousand percent. Mm -hmm. So the way that the manifestation comes into my coaching typically is Mm -hmm. less about using, you know, like my six step method to manifest food freedom. Like I can teach you the six steps to manifest money, to manifest, you know, calling in a soulmate client, but the food freedom piece and, you know, people want to like manifest a dream body. Mm -hmm. That isn't really the route I like to go. Instead, Mm -hmm. it's using principles from manifestation and law of attraction, like abundance thinking versus scarcity and lack. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times in the beginning, we'll identify all of the scarcity, lack, and fear that's going on in someone's subconscious and conscious mind. So maybe it's that, you know, your mom was always dieting and she was always making comments about her own body and feeling not beautiful, not lovable. So then you created this belief that says, like, there's a lack of love if I look a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. Or love is scarce. Approval is scarce. 
So we want to identify the scarcity and really transform it into abundance. So we learn about just like the universe and how abundant it is and how limitless the universe is and energy, right? Like quantum leaping is rooted in quantum physics. It's all about energy and like the space between electrons, literally. Mm -hmm. And so learning about energy in your thoughts, but also the energy of your food, right? Like Mm -hmm. I really believe that there's some food that's more high vibe than others. And I believe that if you're eating something that feels kind of low vibe, like, okay, like you're going to choose to eat fast food and it feels a little low vibe to you. I believe that you can infuse higher vibrations and you know, beautiful energy into the fries and the burger and Mm -hmm. alchemize anything that doesn't feel good so that you are properly nourishing your body. We also talk about just like trust and surrender. So in manifestation, you got to trust and surrender to the universe. Well, if you're healing your relationship with food from diet culture, you got to trust and surrender to your body. So I really believe everything is just energy. We can find lessons in one thing and then apply it to lessons in another. Affirmations, totally yes. And that's how I like to incorporate the manifestation. Mm-hmm. And then the spirituality more broadly is really about coming home to your spirit. Mm-hmm. So your soul, your spirit, that's where your intuition lives. A lot of people talk about intuitive eating as if your intuition is just what you're craving which is not Mm. the case Mm -hmm. at all, right? Your intuition is a part of like your internal soul compass. It's encoded in your DNA. So the spirituality is about connecting to your higher self, the divine glowing goddess queen version Mm -hmm. of you. That's the most important version of you. And diet culture and the beauty industry wants you to believe that what's on the outside is the only thing that matters or being skinny is the only thing that matters or, Mm -hmm. you know, having perfectly blonde hair is the only thing that matters. Mm -hmm. And so when we can connect you back to your spirituality, back to your soul, back to your spirit, no matter if you would consider yourself to be a spiritual person, Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of the deep healing happens. That's so beautiful. I love watching your stories on Instagram. And I feel like the one that has stuck out to me the most was, I mean, it was probably a few weeks ago, but you're like, my soul was just craving lower chakra food. And you made this like beautiful plate of like orange and yellow and like vegetables and stuff. And I was just like, obsessed. (laughs) I just like paused the story. And I was like, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. I love like chakra work and I always notice the colors and everything. And I think the supporting your chakras through food, it was just like mind blowing to me. Oh my gosh. Thank you for telling me that. It's so funny Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's not a topic I often bring up, but it's a really good one. And now I will bring it up more, even like with my clients. I feel like that's not something I share a ton about because Mm -hmm. with the spirituality piece, like some of my clients are like, yes, crystals, Mm -hmm. right? Tarot cards. I'm so into it. Other people are like, I know spirituality gets to be involved in this. I I don't really know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Some people have never meditated before. So I I don't want to like scare people off by being like, okay, if you want to activate and heal your root chakra, then let's get Mm -hmm. some strawberries in you and some red bell peppers. But it is something that can feel really empowering, especially Mm -hmm. just like as another tool, another way to use 
your logical knowledge combined with your soul intuition to mm-hmm. make empowered decisions. So yeah, thank you for it, bringing that up. Yeah, I just think it's so cool because I'm very spiritual, very much like meditate. Like I have got incense, I've got oracle cards behind me, all the things, crystals. Love and it. so I think tying that piece into food is just so cool. And I keep on envisioning, do you, have you seen that tea that when you heat it up, it's like, it changes from like blue to purple or something like that? So I've seen like butterfly pea tea. I think I that's think what it is. Yes, yes, yes. Like I keep on envisioning that and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should go buy some of that. Cause that's what I like when I think of shocker based eating and like, that's what I envision. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go buy yeah. some of that. You definitely should. I mean, that would be like throat chakra activation mm-hmm. and like crown with the purple intuition. Mm-hmm. That sounds magical. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I got, I just got like a business idea. <laughs> Good. <laughs> like, Good. Yeah. I love that. I think like if you had some chakra based eating, oh, I would totally do that. Cause, <laughs> cause my hippie self is like, oh, hell yeah. I would yeah. love that. <laughs> okay. The ideas are churning. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the like coolest things also about being in like the online space and connecting with other people and I mean collaborating like this is you can live your life and impact others, but also when you live your life, that's when the best ideas come. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I could not agree more. Like, I mean, I rarely do this because I know it doesn't work, but I won't just sit down to brainstorm. No. Like, no, never. No, that's it's awful. It's like you're trying to force your creative brain and you're like, okay, sit down, come up with five ideas, three new yeah. courses, everything. <laughs> and it's impossible to do. Yeah, no. For me, it's always usually while I'm walking, like I'm in motion, and that motion and like forward momentum helps me to have mental momentum. And when I'm talking to people that inspire me and people that get it. So yeah, so much abundance. Yes. It's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. And I wanted to just kind of end with like, if there is one tip that you wish every single person that you meet would know, it can be simple. It can be complex, but what would that be? Honestly, I don't know if it's a tip. It's more of like a message. Love it. Okay. So I really wish that everyone knew that eating with love and intuition and feeling amazing, feeling healthy, feeling empowered, feeling connected to your body, feeling like your body is your best friend, feeling like food is your best friend, that is possible and meant for everyone. Like, I truly believe that it is our birthright to have a beautiful relationship with food. Like, it's unfair not to, right? Food is, it's just necessary in order to live and you engage with it hopefully three times a day or more every every day, right? For the rest of your life. And it's super important. It's intertwined into everything else that you're doing throughout the day it is connected to your social gatherings, to your culture, to your family, to work and to your energy, to your sleep. Like it's connected to everything. And I just want everyone to know that it is so possible. I don't care how long you've been struggling, who you are, what your situation is, like 
having that beautiful relationship with food is possible and it is meant for you to have. Oh, I love that so much. Such a beautiful message. And then for my listeners, where can they find you? Where can they get all the things? Yes, all the things. Okay, so I mainly hang out on Instagram, which is Sloan Elizabeth. I also post on TikTok, which is Sloan.Elizabeth. And then depending on when you're listening to this, there might be different programs going on. So the best place to find out is probably going to be in the link in my bio. And one other thing that I wanted to mention, because I think this would be really helpful for the mindful eating and the people that feel like, okay, I just don't know logistically how to, I have a new $29 bundle where you get 10 meditations, 10 mindful eating checklists, 10 mindful eating audio guides, 10 habit trackers, 60 recipes that are ready in under 30 minutes. Like it is the ultimate bundle to just instantly get into mindful eating. And there's different kind of meditations for people that are really busy, who need help with, you know, the back to back meetings or appointments during lunch or the quote, I don't have time for breakfast eater. So that's a really good resource. If you're like, I just need something quick to help me get into this mindful eating practice. I love that. And that is such a steal for all that value. What a great resource to have. Thank you. Yep. So, and if you have any questions, you can totally DM me as well. And I can help direct you to any of the resources. Yep. And we will have the link in the show notes so that you can go straight to her Instagram and find all of the goodies. Well, thank you, Sloan, so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Ashley. This is so fun. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bad Ash Podcast. Make sure you check out the show notes for anything that was mentioned in this episode. I'll catch you on the next one.